This portion of our program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, right off of 146. Delicious food and drink, always a nice crowd. You can either eat in the lounge area, there's normally a game on and a nice group of people there, or you could sit out in the dining room. Don't forget the nice weather, they have the deck open. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, delicious food and drinks awaiting for you. I'll see you at the Lodge. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. This story out of Newton is so horrific. The 41-year-old man arrested. Connection. The triple murder in Newton. Seemingly broke into their home. Christopher Ferguson. Christopher Ferguson charged murder, two counts of assault, battery, it is, it is just horrific. I want to pick up. This is uh, some of the sound. WBZ. I, you just feel awful. These people, the reason people knew is they missed Mass. And it was supposed to be for their anniversary. And um, this is obviously, but it, it has jolted that area and neighborhood. Here's the WBZ story. Oh, triple murder God. in Newton and breaking tonight. The district attorney says the man accused of killing them is now behind bars. The killings made people in Newton fear for their safety. And with tonight's arrest, they can now focus on mourning their friends and neighbors. Oh. Thank you for being with us. I'm Lisa Hughes. And I'm David Wade. Investigators told us tonight that bloody footprints helped them to track down their suspect. WBZ's Tammy Mutasa is live at the crime scene with the breaking new information. Wow. Tammy. David and Lisa, even with news of an arrest in these brutal murders of three beloved family members, there is still hurt, pain, and many questions. And investigators maintain that the attack inside that home was random. But tonight, neighbors are wondering, then why them? Why this family? We're very sorry that it happened. What should have been a joyous day celebrating the 50th wedding anniversary of a beloved couple oh. turned into the heartbreaking discovery of three family members Sunday morning. The Middlesex District Attorney's Office says 73-year-old Gilda Jill Diamore, her husband, 74-year-old Bruno Diamore, and Jill's 97-year-old mom, Lucia Arpino, were violently stabbed and beaten to death in their home on Broadway. Now, 41-year-old Christopher Ferguson has been arrested and charged with Jill's murder pending the other family members' autopsies. Yes, we're, we're relieved and we're very sorry to the family for what happened to the three deceased people. Um, I know it's random, and it could happen to anybody. When the family didn't show up for their own celebration at Our Lady Help of Christians Church, a friend went to check on them and found the victims brutally murdered. It was their 50th anniversary vows, and we were all excited about that. Terrific people, salt of the earth, warmly welcoming. To just the best. The DA says Jill was stabbed and bludgeoned over 30 times. Investigators found signs of a struggle in the home, including a paperweight covered in blood. They say the suspect broke in through a basement window, and a number of windows had the screens pried off. At this time, we know of no established connection between the family members and Mr. Ferguson. Police say surveillance video from a nearby home showed a man walking with no shirt or shoes Sunday morning. Several officers identified Ferguson, who's known to police. He was arrested and taken to a hospital. Police later matched a bloody footprint from the home to Ferguson. Newton is a safe city. Uh, however, uh, this is a reminder that senseless acts of violence uh, do take place in cities such as ours. Um, but it is very important that we remain vigilant. And back out here live, those three beloved family members will be honored at their church tomorrow evening for a memorial mass. And the chief also tells us that on Wednesday night, the community will be coming together for a community conversation at Horace Mann Elementary School so people can share their feelings and feel free to ask the many questions that they have. Live in Newton, Tammy Mutasa, WBZ News. Now, there was another home that they were trying, that someone that they think he was trying to break into, but he was unable to get into that home. <clears throat> so instead, I mean, it is just so horrendous. Um, and then, you know, known to police, 
What an absolute nightmare. Those poor people. They were supposed to be in church celebrating and retaking the vows of their 50th wedding anniversary in the 97-year-old mother. <clears throat> you know, I, was, was he on drugs? Was he looking for money for drugs? What, what was the purpose of killing these people? You know, the more, the more you allow drugs to come over the border, the more they're going to start to try to normalize it, the more that they're going to let people know that or try to give them the impression that you know that you you can uh, have a serious drug problem and then function just horrific i want to play this is the uh, boston 25 story on it good evening i'm mark in for Vanessa. New since six, the district attorney has identified the suspect as 41-year-old Christopher Ferguson. Right now, he's only been charged in the death of one victim. Two other autopsies are still pending. Uh. We've also learned late tonight that DNA from a footprint led to this arrest. Also, that the victims and suspect had no known connection at this time. As we've reported, two of the victims in this case were celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary. The other victim, a relative in her 90s. Oh, in Boston, 25 News reporter Jason Law live in Newton. Jason, the DA tells us tonight that these victims woman? fought for their lives as Animal. they were brutally murdered. Yeah, Mark and Carrie, this is just a, a horrific story, uh, a very, very scary. A couple in their 70s and a 97-year-old oh, woman God. attacked and killed inside of their home. And what's even scarier is that investigators say all of this appears to be completely random. For the first time, we're seeing images of Gilda Damore, her husband Bruno, and Gilda's mother, Lucia Arpino. Police say they were beaten and stabbed to death Sunday morning inside their Newton home on Broadway Street. We know that Mrs. DeMori suffered over 30 both stab oh. and blunt force trauma injuries, primarily to the upper part of her body and head. District Attorney Marion Ryan announced the arrest of 41-year-old Christopher Ferguson, charged with murder. Ferguson lives on Washington Street, a short distance away from Arpino's home. Ryan said the murder weapon was a knife, and a paperweight. There were obvious signs of struggle in one of the bed, the bedrooms of the home, including broken furniture and a crystal paperweight covered in blood. Ryan said there were signs of a forced entry in the basement of the home. She said investigators were able to match a footprint lifted from the scene to Ferguson's foot. But what's most disturbing is that Ryan said there doesn't appear to be any connection to the suspect no. and the victims. She was a I'll probably tear up the bed. She was a lovely lady. Laura Bortland lives around the corner and knew Lucia Arpino. Oh. Even in her late 90s, she said Arpino still liked to walk around the neighborhood and talk to people. Just such a kind, sweet person. Oh. I cannot believe this happened God. to her. I, I, I've, I've heard that it's a gruesome scene as well, which... How you can do that to a 98-year-old lady and the, the, the husband and wife as well. Again, investigators say no known motive at this time. D.A. Ryan said that Ferguson had been in a hospital for about a day and a half when he was placed under arrest tonight. She wouldn't go into anything about his mental health history, but he is expected to be reigned here in Newton sometime tomorrow. We're live in Newton. I'm Jason Law for your local station, Boston 25 News. Now, again, you have three different people. Maybe just the suddenness of it, the horror of it. No one called 911. Um... I, I, looking for money, looking for money for for drugs, and I'm not trying to sound cliche about it, but what, what, what was the purpose of that? And he's walking away and stumbling, and they're fighting for their life. I mean, it is hor just horrific over nothing. I don't even think there was a robbery, but maybe that's what he was initially looking for. And, of course, they probably heard him and then, you know, stumbled into him, breaking in through a basement window absolutely horrible folks there were evil people out there i don't have we don't know why no one called 911 boy police would have swarmed that place you're listening to the john DePietro show next time you have an emergency think at med urgent care two locations 1524 atwood avenue johnston that's right in the atwood medical center and also, 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's, 
at med urgent care when you have an emergency they specialize ambulatory medicine they provide immunization school and sports physicals at at med urgent care they provide comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals families they're on duty at all times they're open seven days a week walk-in routine urgent care minor surgical now if you're in a car accident go to at med urgent care avoid the long wait at the emergency rooms they also do adult vaccinations laboratory testing at med urgent care when it's an emergency 1524 atwood avenue in johnston that's right in the atwood medical center and also 5750 post road east greenwich online at admedurgentcare.net you're listening to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm folks you can always listen online at the website dipetro.com so the murder trial for the two individuals accused of killing uh, murdering Maya Brophy Bayerman. It's underway. You know, I was speaking about this with someone, and they they asked me, was I surprised that it, it wasn't getting more attention? Um, but the fact of the matter is that they, they don't allow cameras into the, the courtroom and allow any type of footage, as a matter of fact. I think that I know that that has impacted the coverage of of this uh, case so i want to play the reporter from channel 10 joanna burris i've seen her in court this is um her latest report on the on the case on the trial as it's going on right now alleged target. NBC 10's Joanna Boris reports a new witness claims the shooter was aiming for the victim's boyfriend in a case of mistaken identity. Right. At the murder trial of Isaiah Pinkerton, where cameras are not allowed, the defendant listened today as a witness described what he allegedly told her by phone on August 1st of 2021. That's the day he's accused of killing 24-year-old Maya Brophy Behrman. He said they were driving and they had left the cemetery and they were driving and they saw an op and he started shooting. The witness claims Pinkerton and a friend wanted to get even for an earlier gang murder, and they thought they saw a rival gang member on Olney Street. He thought it was a member of the East Side gang. Pinkerton fired at the man, who was not a gang member at all, but he missed, and the man's girlfriend, Maya Brophy Behrman, was killed instead. He messed up. It was an accident. The defense claims the witness was angry the gang member's death was not being avenged. The witness saying, I was angry they were speaking of his murder and the people that did it. The defense, but they wouldn't go out and shoot those people. The witness, yes. The trial could wrap up at the end of this week. In Providence, Joanna Boris, NBC10 News. Again, folks, I have this whole thing laid out on the website, dipetro.com. And... Um, it is a matter of it started in the in the October 2020 when there was a murder in Providence and then these two morons um, incompetent zeros they were just out to basically you know I hate but like they were just there to kill someone that night so and in the dark of night and three well early early morning hours 3 30 in the morning and you know these guys smoke and drink all the time meaning alcohol and always smoking weed in their haze it resembled the person so this is the channel 12 four-year-old version Maya of it. it's even shorter shooting back in august of 2021 continued prosecutors showed text messages between one witness and isaiah pinkerton today where he seemingly confessed to killing the girl meanwhile the defense tried to poke holes in the witness's statements saying she was mad at pinkerton for helping police arrest a friend the defense also sharing that the witness asked police about the one hundred thousand dollar reward money when she first came forward that really has no bearing should not anyway on the case the fact that someone was inquiring about that but it is unusual because it was such a high profile incident in the aftermath of that a 24 year old girl um is leaving in the early morning hours of an after hours party which is you know the kids go somewhere younger people after a club closes at two o'clock quarter or two they all go over to someone 
someone's house apartment afterwards and kind of keep the party going and then people either stay over or then it's breaking up and it's not like this happens but what i'm telling you is it's not only they don't allow cameras into the courtroom even when there there are cameras they have a pool camera so there's one camera and then channel 10 channel 12 channel 6 uh the big three they share uh, the video of that pool camera in this particular case. And actually, from what I understand, the case is by this judge, Judge Krause. He's been on the bench for a very long time, 78 years old. Um, very competent judge, don't get me wrong, but he just has this policy, doesn't allow it. And so as a result of that, and, and, and there could be a variety of different reasons. I know he may feel that it's because of safety concerns, these very dangerous individuals. You have people testifying that are in the witness protection program. You're, you're, you know, you're definitely dealing with murderous gang members. But at the same token, same time, it it takes away from the coverage of, of the case. The cameras, the television stations, they don't have it. Now, I, I want to say I fundamentally disagree with the court doing that because there's plenty of testimony you could be showing from witnesses most of them from from police officers from members of the straight state uh, crime lab to the bci people um there are plenty of of uh, video that I, th I think could be used in the courtroom and then you, at the very least you could show him sitting there at the defense table okay you're not going to show the jury but I've, I've yet to see um except when they have some of the televised uh, trials after the jury read the verdict sometimes you can kind of see them walk out a little bit but no one's going to show the jury and they're certainly not going to show those individuals i know some people and and there was even there was there was some of the body cam could be shown they have um providence police body cam of the traffic stop when they caught up with these two and that was in december i think it was december 13th of 2021 there's nothing that absolutely could have been shown. There was nothing, you know, there's nothing gory there. It wasn't violent. There was no obscenity there. I mean, that that certainly could have been shown. I understand sensitivity regarding some of the body cam footage. When the Providence police officer arrived in the early morning hours after the shooting, that you don't want to show. Um, even But even they blocked out part of that as they were showing it. But, but other parts, I, I just have a fundamental disagreement i think it would serve the public well i think there's certainly public interest there now it's 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 terrible that none of it could be shown and a very good example of this where um i, I don't i don't agree with these rules but you go back to operation planet Dome, and if if that trial could have been shown people would have watched it it was interesting uh, all the local characters you know, looking back, Cianci was sitting there. Carenti was sitting there. At one time, Bacola was sitting there. Uh, then Audiello, who ran the towing, was sitting there. I mean, it would have been interesting. And all the underbelly of Providence people would have would have liked to watch some of the coverage of that. But that, of course, is the federal courthouse. They don't allow any cameras. They barely allow us now to just use your cell phone to tweet. But that is the latest with that case. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. AJ, drywall, plaster, home improvement, call them today for a free quote. You can also find them on Facebook, 401-323-9252, 323-9252, AJ, drywall, plasters, home improvement, frame to finish basements. What a difference it'll make in your basement. Acoustic ceilings. Look how beautiful your ceiling could be. New homes, additions, also commercial rehabs, painting, remodeling contact them today it's a family-run business aj drywall plaster home improvements call for a free quote what a difference they'll make in your home your ceilings floors basements 401-323-9252 what a difference beautiful walls and ceilings 401-323-9252 you can also find them on facebook it's AJ Drywall Plaster and Home Improvements for your home or business.
You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Now, you had the situation, and it's an odd story with the two sisters that had all of the pets, and then the father announced that he was going to sell the house. And they're very odd, the Winsaka twins. Now they're going to be held without bail. Um, and the bail hearing now, it's not your imagination. It's still going on. Like I said, they're a little unusual here. Um, stabbing the father to death. I think he announced he was going to sell the house and then they were going to have to lose the cats. So Socket will continue to be held without bail pending their trial. That's according to court records. A bail hearing for Jennifer and Danielle Pamula has now spanned two months. They're accused of killing their father, Joseph, back in January. Now that trial, I do plan to cover in that certainly um, should be interesting. Now you also have Gloucester police are still looking for this suspect. There's a guy they now think he's just living up around in that area. And they're still trying to find him. He was stealing, crashing a car. He's been on the runs ever since. I went up there. They suspended the search, which I was surprised at and obviously disappointed I'd gone all the way up there. But anyhow, so now he's just in the area, like, breaking into things. details about the man accused of stealing a car and crashing it in Gloucester last week. The man's believed to be connected to multiple home break-ins and thefts following that crash on Wednesday. 12 News reporter Anita Buffoni joins us now in studio with the developments. Anita? Well, Shannon, the suspect has evaded capture by Gloucester and state police, now breaking into homes for food and stealing an ATV for transportation, according to the Gloucester police chief. His identity, though, is still unknown. Yep. The search for a wanton man continues in Gloucester and surrounding areas. Newly released images showing the man who allegedly stole a black SUV, then crashed it near Route 44 and 94. I was getting ready to pull out. I looked right quick and I saw headlights like he almost clipped the front of my truck. This began on Wednesday when the man drove a car the Gloucester police chief says he stole from Cambridge, Massachusetts. Surveillance video showing how fast he was going. Almost clipped the front of my truck. He literally... Dukes of Hazard, right over the center median in the rotary. One witness says the man almost hit other cars while speeding through town. After he crashed, the suspect took off into the woods. Later, police found what appears to be similar red shoes and T-shirt the suspect was seen on camera wearing. Since then, police say he broke into at least two homes looking for food and other supplies. An ATV was also stolen off Old Snake Hill Road. That's the last known location of the suspect, according to police. The suspect was believed to be in neighboring Connecticut at one point. The search, a multi-agency, multi-state effort. The Gloucester police chief tells 12 News the man is likely not from Rhode Island. Now police are asking the public's help in identifying and locating the man. They are also telling residents to lock their homes and vehicles as a suspect may be seeking refuge in neighboring areas. I'm Anita Buffoni, 12 News. At the very least... I mean, I think they're a little late to the game here in getting out photos of him. Uh, I, th- I believe that maybe they initially thought they'd be able, to, be able to get him. Now they can't get him. Folks, now there's also a problem, by the way, with water. Johnson Smithfield residents are being told to conserve water. Uh, major transmission line failure. So there should be no watering of lawns or anything like that. Um, they're asking people only shower no more than once a day, preferring if you just bathe once a week. Here's the latest with the uh, water problem. Essential water usage in the Smithfield Johnston area. The superintendent of the Greenville Water District said a major transmission line failure is to blame. 12 News reporter Joe Cortez joins us live from Smithfield with what you need to know. Okay, Patrick, this incident all happened around 4.30 yesterday afternoon underneath the 295 bridge on Route 44. Now, we spoke with a few businesses around here. They said that they didn't have any water for a short time after, but has since been restored, and officials are now urging residents to conserve your water today. 
Here's some of the images we captured last night. And speaking with Dave Powers, the superintendent of the Greenville Water District, he said in his 28 years he's never experienced anything like this. Now his team is working on the issue as the main transmission line that comes in from Providence Water failed under Route 295. Uh. They can't access the line right now, but it's looking like they may need to install a new pipe. Yep. Now this morning they're looking at the availability of resources and a contractor to get here. They're hoping to drop a camera inside the pipe in hopes to locate the area of where it failed. But right now, power says to keep that water use to a conservative measure as they get the situation figured out. That includes turning off outdoor sprinklers, shutting off outdoor hoses, and try not to fill up those pools until further notice. Uh -oh. Now, town officials are also reminding the public to try to avoid contacting the police or fire unless there is an emergency, of course. But there's a lot going on with a lot of departments working together in conglomeration with each other. But we'll, we'll figure out more information as to their final plan this morning. So stay with 12 News for the latest on this developing story. For now, reporting live in Smithfield, Joe Cortez, 12 News. He's a good reporter. I've been out in the field. I actually, um, I like him. He does a nice job. I, I, that doesn't, how about those that have waited to fill up their pools? You're out of luck. I don't know what you do with that. Not much is the answer right now. Now, also controversy. Um, I think that's interesting that a turkey got into a home and damaged the home in Warwick. And it's now, the man finds out, it's not covered under his homeowner's insurance policy. Uh, some wild turkeys, or at least one at least, crashed through the window and got into this guy's home. And um, let me hear, this is the Channel 12. 12 responds Wouldn't with the turkey. The damage left behind when a turkey got into his home and wreaked havoc. Target 12 consumer reporter Sarah Grinelli has the story new at 5:30. Sarah. Yep. Well, Shannon Mark Freeman and his family came home to find this turkey right there in their living room, leaving behind a massive mess. And Freeman says the damage that turkey did is costing him thousands of dollars. Mark Friedman and his family came home in May to an unwelcomed guest. I walked in and I saw the turkey standing in our family room, just standing behind our coffee table, between our couch and the coffee table. Friedman says a neighbor told him the turkey tried to fly over his house, but ended up crashing through a second floor window instead. And I saw glass smashed all over the kitchen floor. Wow. And I saw all the mess in the kitchen. She saw all the mess in the hallways and the stairs. In the living room. He eventually opened up his back door to chase the turkey out, but was left with a shattered window and droppings all throughout his house. The fact that we have turkeys in the neighborhood is one thing, but the fact that they came in is something else. In a way, it came through the window, smashed the glass everywhere. Wow. It was a real problem. Friedman yeah. says he called in a mitigation company to clean. He says he has to fix the broken window and have to replace one of the rugs, which will cost him thousands of dollars. So he decided to put in a claim with his insurance company. Uh -huh. Contact the insurance company first to report the claim. Yeah. They gave me the name of an adjuster to call. Yep. The adjuster came out. But his claim was denied by his insurance company, Merrimack Mutual. <laughs> it was denied because the wow. company doesn't cover home damage caused by birds, rodents, or insects. Friedman says he's sharing his story because he wants people to be That's aware insane. of what's covered and what isn't. Yeah, we have that clause in there. But we never expected a bird to fly through our window. This right. was one that was trying to fly over a house, yep. thinking it was Superman. It didn't quite make it. Well, Superbird. We reached out to the insurance company, but they declined to comment. In the studio, Sarah Grinelli, 12 News. Well, that's a problem. I mean, the people are out the money. You wouldn't think something like that. Uh, I don't know what to make. That's that's an odd story. There's been some animals in the news. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. <laughs> Yankee Tree Service. Call them today, 401 439-6028. The tree trimming experts from Lincoln. You can always find them online. YankeeTreeService.com Tree removal since 2006. 24-7 emergency service available. It's Yankee Tree. Folks, I've dealt with them for years. Tree removal. Stump grinding. Tree pruning. Also, emergency service and bucket truck service. You can depend on on Yankee Tree Service. Call them today. Get a free quote, 
6028. And remember, with Yankee Tree Service, they have the licensed arbutus. They'll come out and they'll explain which tree maybe you want to get removed, maybe what tree you don't want to get removed. Tree pruning also one of the best things you can do for your property and for your trees. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today, the tree trimming experts based out of Lincoln. Call them at 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Now, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. So, well, the tape is finally out. President Trump, this is what the government is using. He's decided they got the tape of him, the classified documents. CNN obtained it. Let's listen to it. These are bad, sick people. That, but, that was your coup, you know. Against you. That's well, it started it. right at the Like beginning. when Millie's talking about, oh, you were going to try to do a kid. No, they, they were trying right. to do that before you even were sworn in. That's right. No, trying yeah. to overthrow yeah. your yeah. Well, with Millie, uh, let me see that. I'll, I'll show you an example. He said that I wanted to attack Iran. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look. This was him. They presented me this. This is off the record, but they presented me this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. Wow. We looked at some. This was him. This wasn't done by me. This was him. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. It's pages long. Look. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's see here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just found, isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case, you know. Mm-hmm. Except it is like highly confidential yeah. <laughs> secret. This is secret information. Yeah. Look, look at this. You attack and Hillary would print that out all the time. You know, it, you know she'd send it to yeah. Anthony Weiner, yeah. Yeah. the pervert. Um, by the way, isn't that incredible? Though? Yeah. I was just saying because we were talking about it, and you know, he said he wanted to attack Iran and what. He's in the papers. Oh, this was done by the military, given to me. Uh, I think we can probably. Right? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to try to figure out a. a yeah. See, as president, I could have declassified. Yeah. Uh, now I can't, you know, but this is. Yeah, now, now we have a problem. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's so cool. I mean, it's so. I'm look, we hear and I have. And you probably almost didn't believe me, but now you believe me. No, it's, I believe It's incredible. You. Right? No, they, hey, bring they some, uh, bring some goats in, please. Okay, so that, that's, that's a problem. That's a problem. And I, I recognize right now there are people that are right now listening to this saying, well, what about, well, what about now? I think we heard some of President Trump trying to say that that was not what he was showing them. But I'm willing to... You know, I, I would imagine those writers testified in front, in front of a grand jury. I would think they did. I'd be surprised if they didn't. That's That tape is problematic. I, I fully get the whole element of um, people that want to go for Biden had some of the, the documents in, um, in his garage. Pence had... But, It's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. I want to play um, uh, ABC News. They they did a piece on this this morning. I just want to play some of this. It's a problem. We're now hearing it. I know some people may think it's a problem. Our chief justice correspondent Pierre Thomas has the story. Good morning, Pierre. Michael, good morning. Prosecutors clearly believe that this audio helps to establish Trump's state of mind and his understanding about the nature of the classified documents he had taken. This morning, we're hearing former President Trump for the first time appearing to discuss having a classified document about attacking Iran and acknowledging how critically sensitive it is. He, he said he wanted to attack Iran and what? He said the papers. This was done by the military, given to me. 
Audio obtained by ABC News involves a July 2021 conversation between Trump, members of his staff, and two researchers on a book that was being written by former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. Here's Trump discussing a proposal from the chairman of the military's Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley. Well, with Milley, uh, let me see that. I'll show you an example. He said that I wanted to attack Iran. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look. This was him. They presented me this. This is off the record, but they presented me this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. Wow. The audio, which is being publicly heard for the first time, is a critical piece of evidence for special counsel Jack Smith because prosecutors believe it speaks to Trump's understanding about classified documents, including his knowledge that his power to control the secrets ended with his presidency. I think we can probably... Right? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to try to Deed figure less out a... Yeah. See, as president, I could have deed less. Yeah. Uh, now I can't, you know, but this is... Yeah, now we have a problem. You can hear right after Trump's apparent acknowledgement that the documents he's showing are classified, one unknown staffer appearing to immediately acknowledge something wrong with Trump sharing the documents in that setting, stating, quote, we have a problem. And Trump acknowledging on the recording just how confidential the material is. This totally wins my case, you know. Mm -hmm. Except it is, like, highly confidential, yeah. <laughs> secret. This is secret information. <laughs> The audio was quoted repeatedly in the 49-page, 37-count indictment charging Trump with mishandling classified information and obstructing the government's effort to retrieve the sensitive material. Trump has downplayed the tape and has maintained that he did nothing wrong. The special counsel is asking for a December trial date after the judge suggested August as a starting point. With audio recording of you know, that is, um, I know that someone's going to say, and, and I fully get it, the whole thing of what about, what about... I, I, I think that's a problem. I fully, I do recognize there are some people, no matter what's presented, they're going to say, you know, he had the right to do it. But that, we'll check in later in the week with our legal analyst, Attorney Tim Dodd. People are looking at it thought that, though. And I don't, I can't imagine a situation where someone feels that that's okay and that should be done. Um, not that I can think of. Maybe someone else has a different version of it. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, you can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane Heating and Cooling it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. It's Propane Plus, and remember with Propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401 401- 885-4209 in Massachusetts call them at 508-252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209 you're listening to the John DePietro show it's AM 1380 99.9 FM folks you can always listen online at our website which is dipetro.com. So I think this is interesting that Mothers Against Drunk Driving, uh, they have a new location in Warwick. Governor McKee actually had the nerve to show up to this ribbon cutting. Uh, they say impaired driving, not slowing down, not slowing down. Under Governor McKee, it has exploded, as a matter of fact, the numbers. Here is um, the Channel 12 package on it. When it comes to impaired driving across yep. Rhode Island, today Mothers Against Drunk Driving opened a new headquarters in Warwick to help bring awareness and advocacy for those impacted by impaired driving. 12 News reporter Matt Paddock breaks down the stats from over the past few years. Oh, listen to this. 
I'm here in the brand new headquarters for Matt on West Shore Road in Warwick. And just a few hours ago, the ribbon cutting got underway. This is AAA says we're in the heart of the 100 deadliest dates for teen drivers. 29 faces, 29 names. This just a small sample of the impact of impaired driving here in Rhode Island. Impaired driving is an epidemic that is senseless and needs to end. Each face and name on display at MAD. An example that impaired driving doesn't discriminate. You're looking at brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, sons, and daughters. All either killed or severely injured by impaired driving. So far this year, we've lost 36 people on Rhode Island roads. Nearly three times more fatal crashes at the same point that we were at last year. Wesley Pennington is the program director for Rhode Island's chapter of MAD, a former Rhode Island state trooper of 28 years. Traditionally, it's usually one third of the total amount that our fatalities are due to impairment. But according to data released last week by the Department of Health's Forensic Lab, this year's statistics are alarming. So far in 2023, 58% of drivers in fatal crashes showed evidence of impairment. Should not be acceptable for Rhode Islanders. It, it should not be acceptable for law enforcement. In 2022, of all traffic-related fatalities, 42% involved drinking and driving. 14 people killed. 89 others seriously injured. We have Rhode Islanders that are losing their lives on our highways that it just doesn't have to happen. These, uh, these fatal car crashes are 100% preventable. From 2017 to 2021, alcohol-impaired driving fatalities in Rhode Island were higher than the national average. Coming up tonight, new at 6, we hear from Governor Dan McKee about the two DUI bills that went unheard at the end of the legislative session. Reporting from Warwick, Matt Paddock, 12 News. Well, what did he do about it? Why didn't he draw more attention to it? Why didn't he go to, you know, why doesn't he highlight what is so difficult about this? The Rhode Island system is geared and, and they game it, so to speak, my words, that there's ways around it. And the drunk driving attorneys, that's what their specialty is. They know that. Um, but I don't hear Governor McKee using his bully pulpit to draw more attention to this i don't hear anything like that so this is the channel 12 uh interview governor mckee was there for the ribbon cutting i don't know more victims they're not they're not changing anything nothing's going to change here so there's governor mckee cutting the ribbon driving Peer driving is an epidemic Yes. That is senseless and needs to end. It's a nonprofit organization whose goal is to end drunk driving and support the victims of these crimes. Uh, Rhode Island has one of the weakest laws in the country yep. for impaired driving. According to data released last week by the Department of Health's Forensic Lab, the statistics are alarming. In 2022, of all traffic-related fatalities in Rhode Island, 42% involved drinking and driving. 14 people killed, 89 others seriously injured. Ugh. And we're looking at it from saving a life angle. And when you look at it from that angle, it's just a no-brainer that we need to stiffen our laws here in Rhode Island. Just 11 days ago, MAD, as well as advocates and victims' families, fought for changes to drinking and driving laws in Rhode Island. But the two bills would go unheard by the end of the legislative session. Just days later, this video would surface online of an impaired driver yeah. driving the wrong way on I-95. That's right. Let's back to that issue of personal responsibility educating people what? on that when asked That's about the two dui anything. bills failing to be heard by the senate judiciary committee mckee shifting his focus to mad and their mission saying wow. statutes are great right and and certainly it's going to provide certain uh, paths to yeah he doesn't um, want to talk about it uh, hold people accountable the message really here is the impact that that that, that behavior has on families now, according to AAA, 30% of teen driver fatalities on our roadways nationwide happen between Memorial Day and Labor Day. Reporting in Warwick, Matt Paddock, 12 News. You know, what you didn't hear, notice, I, I do like how Matt Paddock said that Governor McKee just pivots away from it. Folks, we, we've talked about it. Um, Rhode Island has weak laws. Governor McKee is not going to push back. I think, boy, he's got real nerve to me showing up there because he hasn't done anything about it and I'll, I'll go farther nothing is going to be done until someone who is politically connected or a politically connected person loses their life the rhode island constitution needs to be changed 
because it's a fluke part of our state constitution, but it doesn't allow roadblocks the way they have them in Connecticut. And, and what I like about the roadblocks is that is preventive. It's not a matter of stiffer penalty. Well, I, I, I can make an argument about stiffer penalties, but, you know, if you get caught drunk driving, that's when it should be or, you know, impaired, whatever you want to call it, under the influence. That should be very severe, losing license. Right now, there's too many ways to get out of the situation. There's too many ways to manipulate it to get out of the situation. So, you know, the old expression, nothing changes if nothing changes. Nothing is changing here. So, therefore, there won't be a change. But I, I'm less inclined to, you know, it should be 30 years in jail. That doesn't bring the person back. I believe you want more measures, preventive. Now, if people are going to drink and drive, then what could it be that could catch them or prevent them from getting onto the roads behind the wheel? I don't know the answer to that, but there needs to be more, use the phrase, but due diligence to what states, what are people doing that's effective? Can it, and, and, and think about this. It makes no sense. Connecticut allows roadblocks. Rhode Island does not. Like that, that's preposterous. And they don't do anything to change it. Here's what I believe, that the attorneys, they used to be in the state Senate. They know the law. This, this is big business. Um, there, are, there are attorneys. That's all they do. There's some attorneys in Newport. Uh, I know one of them. That, that's his entire practice is DUI. And what they do is they market to the crowd that comes in most of the time from Massachusetts for the weekend, and they get nailed on a DUI. Then you have to hire a Rhode Island DUI attorney to get you out of it. And they can get you out of it if you refuse the test. But nothing's going to change. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Get your driveway paved. J. Perry Paving. Letter J. J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 25 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating. Call for a free estimate today, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. Hey, learn about the benefits of asphalt paving, whether it's a brand new paving project or a cracked driveway. It's affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. J. Perry Paving, a licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting your needs. No matter how big, how small, contact them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. What a difference it makes for your driveway, for your business, parking lot. J, letter J, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730 online at jperrypaving.com and look for them on Facebook. Falcon Pest Services, 12 months of the year, you could have a pest problem serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts called Falcon Pest Services today, 401-739-1322. Free consultation, 401 739 1322 locally owned and operated serving rhode island and southeastern mass they offer services for termites bed bugs ants roaches mice rats in the summertime spring fall mosquitoes and many other pests call today for a free consultation whether it's for your home or a restaurant maybe it's once a year maybe it's once a month call falcon pest services today free consultation 401 739-1322. Residential and commercial, whether it's an office building, a school, a hotel, a restaurant, or your home, call Falcon Pest Services today. Free consultation, 401-739-1322. Check out topetro.com. We have merchandise, all the shows, video, exclusive stories waiting for you right there at topetro.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 .9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipetro.com. Well, 
What a month of June this has been for Governor McKee as the state just continues to implode. Channel 12 breaking the story. The Pawtucket Soccer Stadium construction stalls, funding woes. It's not happening. Now, there's also allegations, as I have told you, that they misled the Commerce Board as to the funding that was available. That was last July. Let's pick it up. Channel 12, no soccer stadium. The whole deal has collapsed. Construction crews are pulling back from the soccer stadium project in Pawtucket. Target 12 confirmed workers are starting to move on to other projects. The developer, Fortuitous Partners, has put nearly $30 million into the project so far, but hasn't been able to complete its private fundraising efforts. A Fortuitous spokesperson told Target 12 they're up to date with all of their payments, and they expect to finish the private equity and debt financing in the near term. So another disaster for Governor McKee. Now, let's go through. No Superman building project. No soccer stadium. That helped him get over the finish line for the election. Uh, folks, just one thing after another. Now, there's more controversy with Governor McKee in this whole business of how he went to lunch with the people from Scout Limited. And notice he never mentioned that he had met them back when they came to town in January. Governor McKee, it's been exposed by the Providence Journal, uh, among others, that he is basically, as we have told you, running a pay-to-play operation. If you're the governor, how do you show up at a lunch and you with these people from Philadelphia and you have your chief fundraiser there with you? What kind of message do you think that sends? All right, let's go to Channel 10 now. They're also picking up. There will be no soccer stadium in Pawtucket. McKee talked about it nonstop. Helped him get over the finish line as far as the election. But Tidewater Landing, as it's been known, is not happening. But as I've told you, it was never happening. All right, this, let's listen. This is the Channel 10 version of it. Soccer Stadium and Pawtucket developers are kind of dialing back again some of the plans because of funding. NBC 10's Allegra Zamor is live for us in Pawtucket with an update on the project status. Is this, here we go again, Allegra? Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Allison. Just a few weeks ago, Rhode Island's newest soccer team said they'll be playing their first season at Bryant University, not here at the new stadium. The city is putting a hold on its funding, and developers now are pulling back. In a statement to NBC10, a spokesperson for Fortuitous Partners said in part, in analyzing the work completed at the site to this state and the amount of private funding already allocated to construction, this is an appropriate time to demobilize certain components of the construction while others continue. He went on to say they remain fully committed to completing the project in Pawtucket. Earlier this spring, the city said they'd hold off making a request for $27 million in public bonds for the Tidewater Landing project due to concerns with inflation, market conditions, and rising interest rates. Governor McKee expressed his frustration with the Federal Reserve in March, but he and many of the key players in this project shared their optimism about the project's future. I got confidence that this project is going to go through. We're going to hold up our end of the bargain, and I believe the city of Pawtucket will do as well. And I'm confident that, that they'll be playing there next season. So you Not are absolutely happening. certain this thing will go through? Yes. At some point, you're going to kick a ball in that stadium. Nope. Yes. We anticipate that the tidewater will be ready for, for 2025. And that last person you just heard from was the president of the newly formed Rhode Island FC saying that they do anticipate they will be playing in the Tidewater Stadium in 2025. He says they are not looking at any other venues right now. Live in Pawtucket, Allegra Zaymore, NBC 10 News. Folks, it's not happening.